This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. It's Friday, September 21st. And you know, of course, autumn season is here. Today is the last day. Well, tomorrow is actually the first day of autumn, official day. And, uh, you know, we won't notice it here in Southern California, I can tell you that. So, we don't worry about it tomorrow. So, tomorrow is the autumnal, uh, autumnal equinox. Autumnal equinox. I always have trouble saying that first word. Yes, I know Vestalk is an investment guidance program, but I think it's interesting to always be aware of changes and cycles because they affect markets. Changes in, in the, the calendar year, they affect markets. I've talked to you about that. I've mentioned that. And, of course, they change our lives, too. So it gets us perspective on where we've been and where we're going. And I have, of course, heard the term equinox. That's easy. But I did have to consult. I, well, actually, I didn't have to consult the dictionary to, to determine what that really meant. You do know what that means, right? The autumnal equinox marks the official end of summer and the beginning of fall. But what does it really mean? What it means is there's equal number of hours in the day and night. 12 hours a night, 12 hours a day. It's when the... At the equator, the sun uh, the, from the northern, northern southern hemisphere, the sun is right in the middle. So that's what it is. Okay, that concludes my uh, foray into earth science. I promise now that we'll spend the rest of the hour using our skills to analyze the market and help you become a better investor. That's always been my goal. You might know that each Friday I distribute the KPP Premium Newsletter to our subscribers. The newsletter is packed with market news, explanation of terms or processes, a couple stock ideas. And the new it's not free. This is the Premium Newsletter. It's not free. It comes out every Friday, but it is a bargain, I think. So hang on. I'll preview, I'll preview the newsletter excerpts in a few minutes. Give you a little taste of what it's in it. First, let's go to the question that came in earlier on our Anytime Listener Line number. This number is always the same, 888-99-CHART. Yes, hi. I'm listening to your show here this evening with my son, who's 14 years old, and I'm trying to inspire him to learn how to invest in the stock market as well. Uh, we're both beginners, for that matter. I, I uh, have not done a lot of investing myself. I would appreciate uh, whatever beginning advice, perhaps, you care to pass along. Again, I appreciate listening to your show. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, beginners, there's just some rules and very basic concepts that you have to learn. Stocks go up when corporations make more and more money. When their sales and earnings go up. Stocks go up when sales and earnings go up. A very basic concept. And you'd think that would be easy, but it's not because they don't go up in in conjunction with the earnings sales perfectly. It's not. Sometimes they go up way ahead of before they show up and the stocks fall before they start falling. It's, it's not that easy. But that's a very easy concept about in stocks. They go up when sales and earnings go up. All stocks go down when we're in a recession. 
There's very few that will go up. Recessions, just shrinking the economy, stocks go down. They usually go down before, before that happens. So if you find a good, solid company that makes earnings, consistent earnings, and that company will eventually reflect the, in the stock price those earnings. Now, there's all kinds of story stocks. There's all kinds of reasons why stocks will go up and don't have earnings. But if you want to be long-term successful, you don't buy the story stocks. You buy solid, growing companies at reasonable prices. That's it. Nothing fancy about it. And just be patient. Yeah, be patient in the market. Now, KPP Premium Newsletter out today is once again full of information, solid information for subscribers and the market. And the first section, the first section called the market conditions section, I, I, which I, every week I focus on what's happening that week for what happened this past week. Uh, and the thing that struck me this week was new housing numbers. New housing numbers were much stronger. Okay, an existing home, uh, this, is, this was the construction of new housing. Don't confuse that with housing sales, new housing sales. That's different. This is the start of construction of new housing. It spiked close to the highs it made in May. Because remember, the housing market done poorly recently. But there was weakness too. There was weakness. Uh, and the weakness was in the permits, issued permits for new construction. That went down. And the existing home sales flattened. But remember, that was been down like four months in a row. So the, I thought the housing news this week was pretty interesting. I also made observation that another important economic statistic out this week out this week was the LEI leading economic indicators. I even listed all 10 of them on the newsletter. It rose four tenths of percent. That was smaller than the previous two months, but it's still showing, you know, growth. And it looks like we might get, you know, excess of 3% GDP for the next, you know, the third quarter, which is ending here at the end of this month, and then for the fourth quarter. If we do, we may get for the first time since before the recession, before 2008, that we'll get an annual GDP number of 3% growth. We might get it this year for the first time since that recession. By the way, that's never happened before that we didn't get 3% growth coming out of a recession. Isn't that interesting? Anyways, I gave a couple of stock ideas, a couple of companies that I thought were worth mentioning and putting on your uh, your watch list. Uh, you know, one company was, you know, a very old company going back to 1924. It's a wealth management company. Asset manager, uh, has 50,000 employees, you know, has a low PE of nine, 2.5% dividend. kind of liked it. But you know, I'm not, these are just ideas. These aren't. These are things to put on your watch list, and you do some research and decide if you want it. They fit in your portfolio. Finally, the consumer watch section. I mentioned how difficult it is to find a good, honest car mechanic. Have you had that problem? I've had that problem several times in my life. I got a really good one right now, and I give you some ideas on how how to search for one. Main ideas: ask your friends and family who they use and do they like them. Also, make sure you find a shop that works on your brand of car. Your brand. You know, 
You don't want a, a mechanic that works on uh, uh, foreign uh, German cars when you have a Ford. It wouldn't make any sense. Anyway, so, so things like that. Anyway, the most reliable source, as I said, is your friends and family for, for referrals for getting into good car mechanics. That's what I've noticed over the years. So as you can tell, there's lots of valuable information on the KBP Premium Newsletter. And we have made it easy to subscribe directly through investtalk.com. Subscribe soon, and you'll beat the coming up October price increase. It's still very low, but it's going up. Now, I invite you with your financial investing question to call 888-99-CHART. I would love to hear from you. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And as we head into the weekend, I invite you to spend a little time at investtalk.com. There's a lot of information posted there that can help you. And maybe make maybe you can find a better strategy. Maybe you'll learn a better way to make money in the market. The market is a great place to make money, but don't think it's a get-rich-quick area. It's not. You could get rich real quick, but that's not what it's designed to do. Really, it isn't. So, give me a call. 888-99-CHART is our number. If you want, you can take our free risk questionnaire. It's on our website as well. Free risk questionnaire. Again, give us a call. 888-99-CHART. For listening to Invest Talk, it's hard to believe, but September is already two thirds over. Here's a constructive idea: if you can find a few minutes to invest in learning how to improve your portfolio's performance, head over to investtalk.com. Read about one of the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. And while you're there, be sure to take the Riskalyze Risk Questionnaire. For now, Steve's here, the phone lines are open, and he's taking your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's go to Carlos in San Jose. How are you doing, Carlos? Hey, Steve. Doing good. I uh, love the show. Uh, just a Thank quick you. question about a stock I'm, I'm, I'm considering. Uh, the ticker symbol is I, G is in girl, C is in Charlie. Wanted to get your thoughts on that. So, why are you considering this company? What made you? Uh, what brought it to your attention? Uh, I just uh, I, I saw it on a chat. Uh, I'm on the Robinhood app, and a lot of people were chatting about it. Took a look at it, and okay. it's been doing pretty good. I'm just not very technically savvy on, on you know on an analysis on that. Okay. So I figured I'd give you a call okay. to get your thoughts. Okay. This is India Globalization Capital develops physical objects embedded with electronics and health monitoring components for OEMs. And it doesn't make money, has never made money. Uh, it's, it, and it recently issued more stocks to produce more money so it can burn through more money. Uh, it has sales reached $1.5 million, and that is why uh, it's probably hitting the chat rooms. It's moved from uh, under $0.35 cents to $2.90 in about a month. And I would not put any money in this, Carlos, because it's what we call a penny stock. And almost all penny stocks go out of business, 95% of them. 
That 5%, I'll tell you this, Carlos, to be honest, that 5% survive, make huge, huge amount of money. Hundreds of thousands percent. But that's 5% out of 95%. The other 95% go out of business. So they don't make money. They're not going to make money next year. Uh, I don't have the year afters. Uh, and, you know, I don't, I, I, this would be extremely speculative. And I will tell you, I would never buy a company that's chatted about in any chat room. I would not. Because you need to do your own research and you buy companies looking at the fundamentals. This company is really, really tiny. $90 million. Really tiny. So I'd be very, very careful. IGC is a symbol, everybody. Thanks for the call, Carlos. I appreciate it. Today's feature talking point, why the bull run of a stock market shooting star may soon end. We're talking about Costco Wholesale Corporation. It's been a steady climber, very done very well this year. But why would it be coming to an end? And some of the other topics we're going to, talk, we're going to discuss today, how about um, you don't need to be rich to invest? How about starting with just five bucks? You don't need to have a lot of money. Don't. Uh, and did you read about this? I need. I wanted to bring it to your attention. Another Ponzi scheme got busted. These people took in millions upon millions of dollars, and it was kind of a half Ponzi, half real investment. And that's why a lot of people got sucked into it. So we're going to talk about that. And finally, if you're looking for income, are bonds better than dividend-paying stocks? Which one would be better, bonds or dividend-paying stocks? Uh, it gives you pros and cons of those things, everybody. The market was mixed. The Dow was up 87. So, you know, you would think, oh, great, if that's all they reported is the Dow. The Nasdaq was down 41, and the S&P was down 1. So the market was down today. It, was, uh, it started off up, but, you know, they had five days in a row pretty strong. So you can't, you know, can't, can't fault it. The Dow is Dow's still rising. But... Notice that the, the change. I, I, I just want you to be observant of the change. What you're seeing is, is a handoff to the Dow being stronger than the NASDAQ over the last few weeks. Just pay attention to that. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART. KPP Premium Newsletter packs a lot of market news, process explanations, and even stock ideas into a concise summary every Friday. You can subscribe at investtalk.com. It's only $9 per month. That's if you subscribe now and beat the coming October price increase. You're listening to Invest Talk. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Vincent in San Jose. How you doing, Vincent? I'm good. How you doing, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. Yes. Uh, I got a question. Uh, are you familiar with a company called Accenture? Symbol A-C-N. Yes. Yes, I am. Oh. Uh, is it a good time to buy? Okay. This is a very large company, everybody. Uh, uh, they're out of Ireland. 
provides management, consulting, technology, and outsourcing services to businesses and government. It sounds like a kind of an IBM-ish kind of company. But it's, I think it's from Europe, isn't it? Is it Germany? Uh, you know, even though they're domiciled in Ireland, I think they're a European company. They are big, $117 billion. They have very steady earnings, very steady sales. Sales have been increasing 15 16% the last three quarters from about 4 or 5% before that. So the stock has gained really nicely in the last year, 130 to 174 today. So the question is, how, how is it too expensive to buy? And, you know, it's, it's going to make $7.24 next year at $174 stock. So that is pretty darn pricey, okay? Uh, it's up the near its high. So, uh, Vincent, I don't think it is a good time to buy it now because it's at a new 52-week high. You could buy it and see if it runs further, but you would have to know that it's very expensive and that you're now buying a momentum stock. It's not a value stock. It's just moving up, and maybe it'll continue up. But my, it's fallen a few times this year, you know, and it's fallen, you know, when it falls, it gives back about 5 to 7%. I, I kind of think you should wait for that to happen before you pick it up. Okay? Good company, though. Very good company. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Vincent. Let's go to Paul in San Jose. He wants to talk about Cisco. How you doing, Paul? Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, uh, I was wondering if you have some time to even talk about the second uh, uh, ticker, too. Uh, but, yeah, first one is uh, Cisco. We just want to know if um, I should uh, buy or sell um, Cisco right now. Do you already own the it? Other ticker Do you already own Yeah, the other ticker is uh, NADAP, uh, N-T-A-P, if you have time. Yep. Uh, okay, do, do you already own Cisco? Yes, I do. Okay, Cisco is not nearly as expensive as Accenture was. Cisco, everybody knows, makes switches, routers, and other networking and communication hardware. And Cisco's getting into the um, cloud-based uh, storage business and computing business. That's what they're trying to do. Um, that try to goose some growth. And they, they have been successful with that, getting up to 5 6% growth in sales from shrinking 2 and 3% a year ago. So uh, it looks like they've done well. And, of course, now the stock is at a new 52-week high. Had a very good day today, up 1.74% uh, to 8856 $3.25 is the estimate for earnings next year. $3.25. So that makes the stock about a, what, 16 PE? And its five-year range is 10 to 19. So I, I, it's, like, it's like Accenture in which I probably would wait for a decent pullback. We've had a very strong, you know, week. And... I think you're. I think you'll get some weakness in the, before the end of October that give you a chance to buy this at a better price. But it is a very good company. Okay, very good company. Okay. NetApp. NetApp is N T A P. Everybody, uh, it's a twenty-two billion dollar company. Manufactures integrated network storage, data management, hardware for corporations and governments. Its sales growth has increased in recent quarters to 11 12% from 6 to 7%. They're going to make $4.88 next year. And it's an $86 stock. Uh, this, is, this one is a little more expensive. And 
I think you're changing performance. It's done too well. I, I would wait for a pullback in this too. Both these stocks, all three of the recent stocks it's called so far, Accenture, Cisco, and NetApp are stocks that I would wait for pullbacks because they've had a very good run. Don't chase performance. You don't want to do that. Paul, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to John in San Jose. He wants to talk about Tesla. How are you doing, John? I'm great. I've got 500 shares at 292. I'm long. Um, I think it's going back up uh, 320, 340, but want to get your opinion. Um. We are. I am short Tesla. I am short in this stock. You know what that means. I think it's going to go down. That's what that means. Um, Tesla. You know another CEO. Another high. Uh, uh, another high uh, executive quit today or yesterday, and the company is having trouble. They have huge. They're, they're not going to make money th this year. They might make some money next year. They have it scheduled to make two eighty. $2.90, $2.90 next year, and it's a $299 stock, so that means it is a 100 PE. So, John, I wouldn't buy Tesla. I'm, I sell it short. I, I, think it's, I think it's way too risky. Way too risky. Appreciate the call. Monday on Investock, a fund manager survey reveals increasing optimism about U.S. stocks and is related to the outlook for corporate profits. That story is Monday. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions now, 888-99-CHART. Our podcast continues next. First, good reason number five for a portfolio checkup with Steve. Steve says that many portfolios he looks at are weighted in just one or two sectors. A diverse mix of market sectors is so important to the health of a retirement portfolio. Steve can help you reorganize your retirement portfolio. He can make suggestions about the sectors of the future. And if you'd like, a KPP financial program that fits your goals and your life situation. There's never a cost for InvestTalk listeners and no sales pitch or obligation of any kind ever. To schedule your one-on-one -on -one conversation with Steve, just go to investtalk.com and click on the InvestTalk tab and then Portfolio Review or you can call 888-99-CHART and follow the prompts. And now let's continue with the podcast. This is Invest Talk. Please make sure you subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Then listen, rate, and review. Question. Have you thought about asking Steve Peasley for a no-cost and no-obligation portfolio review? You should. It's easy. Steve can set up a telephone conversation or a Skype consultation. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and Steve will have unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Today's main talking point. Why the bull run, uh, bull run of a stock market shooting star may soon end, and that's Costco. We're talking about Costco, Wholesale Corporation, Costco. Everybody knows who that is. And why is that? Why am I saying, or why do we believe, or why is this article saying that, which I happen to agree with? You notice I don't pick articles that I disagree with unless I want to take that opposite position. And it's simply, it's very simple. Costco's are a great company. You, 
you should never confuse the company with the stock price. Okay, because the company can reflect perfectly the stock price. The, the, company, the stock price can reflect super overvaluation of the company or undervaluation of the company. And in Costco's case, it's overvaluation. It's all about valuation. I mean, we're talking about a stock that went up 30% up to went up 30% this year, 29.9% up to September 10th. Okay, from September 10th to the 18th is down 3.6%. So what's the PE ratio? You know, I'd start with the basics. For PE of Costco is 30, 30 and a third. What is the S&P 500 right now? What's the Ford PE of S&P 500? Just looking for the next 12 months? 18. And that's pricey. That's not cheap. That's kind of on the pricey side. So Costco is still going to make money. It's growing its earnings. It's going to grow next year 9% to $7.75. But it's a $234 stock. It's growing its sales 12%. It probably keep growing sales 12%. Nothing wrong with the company. It's a great company. But should you buy it? No. It's like those other three we just talked about earlier. You're buying it high. What's your what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to buy low and sell high, not buy higher and hope it go higher. Now it can go higher. You can buy high and it can go higher. Don't 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 think it can't do that. Yes, it can. But if you're going to be a student of the market and you're going to try to manage the risks of your portfolio, you pay attention to valuation. Yeah, if you want to own Costco, put it on your watch list. Someday it's going to be cheap. And when it gets cheap, you probably won't want to buy it because you're going to say, hey, it's gone down now for six months. Why do I want to buy Costco? It's been going down. And the same numbers, they're still growing its earnings, still growing its sales. You see, you got to think. You got to think about these things. You got to consider why are you so happy? Everybody's calling me up about these tech stocks, and it's making me worry. It's making me worry. Three tech stocks right in a row, all overpriced. Hmm. And at the top of them, 52-week highs, and people want to buy them. Too, uh, everybody's getting too excited about them, guys. Something's not right there. Anyway, it is a busy Friday, so why not keep things moving along and squeeze in another question? This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, guys. This is Patrick. I love the show. I listen to it on podcast every day. I'm calling about Kirkland Lake Gold, symbol KL. Uh, I'm looking for a, a, a short-term trade for the next couple months, and I look at the financials here. Uh, this company seems to have done really well this year despite gold weakening, and its P.E. ratio and debt levels and everything compared to a lot of the other gold miners is uh, significantly better. So looking at uh, for what your opinions may be on getting into uh, Kirkland Lake Gold. Thank you. Okay, this is a good one. Kirkland Lake Gold, as for a trade, that is. It's a Canadian company engaged in the provision of mining and mineral exploration in Canada and Australia. It's a $3.9 billion company. It's going to make $1.13 this year. That's 50% more than it did last year. Next year, it's going to make $1.45, another 28% increase. Sales are slowing. They were growing 60, 60%, 70%, 100% in the last two quarters, 18 and 13%. Still growing, but slowing. So the stock 
all year long, up, 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 up until about the middle of July. Then it started to come down. And it came right down to the 200-day moving average about two weeks ago, and it's been fluctuating near that 200-day moving average, which is the 200-day moving average, 1771. The stock price is 1851. It's going to make a dollar 45, and it's an 1858 stock, 18 dollars 58 cents. So what does that tell you about the P/E ratio? Okay, it tells you the P/E ratio is close to its low of 14. Okay, and it's given it's up, 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 but now it came back down from 20, almost 24, down to 1770 or so. Bounced off the 200-day moving average. And therefore, remember I said the three stocks before that all the tests, wait for a pullback, wait for a pullback. This stock pulled back. So this might be a good place to buy it. This might be a good trade. And the volume spiked horrendously high today. So I'm wondering if this is a, I wonder if this is a turning point because of the volume spike. A volume spike with this price going up to almost 3%. So uh, this might be a good a good buy, good trade. It might go back up to 23, 24. From 18 to 23, that's a huge move, people, percentage-wise. New listeners to Invest Talk may not realize that KPP Financial has been producing this program for more than 20 years, and Justin and I are glad to continue making this program, investment because Invest Talk because it makes us reliable, a go-to source for for investors to. To, to ask questions. And we also know that some of you will recognize that our training and experience can be brought to your table to help you. If you want, if you need a money manager or a registered investment advisor, someone to help you with you know advice on all money matters, we're hoping you will consider us. But you get to listen to free, ask your questions for free. You, we'll even look at your portfolio for free and tell you what we think about it. So submit your questions anytime you know, you can register for a no-cost portfolio review if you like, anytime. And the number is 888-99-CHART. Okay, you can also this you can is, send me an email as well. This is Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news. It's sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. The cost now through September is only $9 per month. And if you act now, you'll stay ahead of the coming October price increase. Remember, you'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Okay, if you're looking for income, what would be better, bonds or stocks? And when I say stocks, high dividend, very stable, very long-term stocks. So bonds are those kinds of stocks that pay a high dividend, but stable, very stable, like an AT&T. Okay, what would be better for your portfolio? 
over a long period of time. Now, it, I could argue that it would be the stocks. The problem is the stocks would be more volatile. But with the volatility comes a, a, the, a possibility of a, appreciation of the price, so you might get, make more money that way. Whereas bonds, they will just give your money back pay, after they pay the yield. So if everything was equal, it depends, you know, as far as equal meaning the bonds pay 5% and the dividend is 5%. Which one would you want to own? And that answer goes to, well, what kind of person are you? Are you an 85-year-old that doesn't want to take stock market risk anymore or a 65-year-old that doesn't want to take stock market risk anymore? Well, then you move to the bonds. Okay, it's that simple because... They're, they probably, over a long period of time, you'll do better with buying the stock with a high dividend. But, you know, you also don't have to make it mutually exclusive. You can buy both, you know. Both. We have a program that does exactly that. We call it Balanced Income Program. Yeah, but I'm just suggesting that one is not better than the other depending on your own personal desires. If you had lots of time, you know, if you're in your 50s, I would go for the dividend-paying stocks. I would lean on that because you have lots of time, but you got to be willing to ride the roller coaster, and some people are not, which is totally okay. It's really knowing yourself is the key, what would make you more comfortable. All right, let's get, grab another call. Listener, listener, listener Jay and Santa Rosa left a question for us early at 888-99-CHART. So let's listen to his question. Hi, guys. My name is Jay from Santa Rosa, and I have a question about 401K and Roth IRAs. My 401K plan starts at my work next month. Um, I had to wait a year until it started. My question is I'm planning on working with the company for maybe another six to nine months. Should I max out this 401K right away and how easy is it to transfer between 401ks and uh, that kind of stuff is there percentages taken out if you transfer or should I put it all in a Roth IRA or a regular IRA um, I have about enough to max out two options so yeah just looking for a little info on that thank you bye okay uh, you didn't mention whether the company was matching any of your contributions to the 401k if they are you definitely go that route first because that's free money if they're not matching then remember you're limited to 18,000 is 18,500 at the 401k where you're only limited to uh, 5,000 in the IRA whether it's Roth or regular well uh, I'm not sure about Roth but I know regular IRAs are limited to 5000 So if you have, it depends how much money you can put away. If you can put away more, you go put that in there, your 401k. So if they're matching, you definitely get all the match you can get. Okay, even though you're only there six months. And yes, after six months, you go to another employer. You can roll that old 401k from the employer you just left into the new 401k at the new employer or into an IRA, okay? So you you don't have to leave it there. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't leave it there. And I always suggest to roll those into IRAs as opposed to the new 401k with a new employer simply because it gives you more freedom of choice of investments. 
And to me, that makes perfect sense. Freedom of choice. I can invest anything I want to. Um, so that's what I would do. I'd probably use the 401k, especially if they match. Okay. Now, big article out in Market Watch today about a Ponzi scheme that the Federal Reserve, Federal Government busted, uh, and they were a Ponzi scheme using CLOs, which are not not much different than CDOs, collateral debt obligations. But these were uh, these are collateral loan obligations. And what was ha what happened? Well, there's just three guys, okay, and they 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 got 90 million at one time two, from 200 individuals and 52 million from family offices and 203 million from other feeder funds. So what two, three, four, four, almost 500 million dollars these three guys got using this half real Ponzi scheme. I say half real because what they would do is they would indeed buy the collateral uh, loan obligations and trade them and try to make money off of these things and so on and so forth. And at the same time, they were getting new clients to invest in these in, the, in their in their uh, offerings. And at the same time, they would put a lot of that money in their pocket. And then when everybody, it's just like any other Ponzi scheme. You get more and more clients to pay off the older clients who want to get out and they make money and then they say, hey, I made a lot of money and then they use that as far as your marketing. And But none of it's real. So these guys were busted. Where were they? And what's really, what really is distressing is people are just finding out, a lot of the people that invest in there are just finding out now, today, today that this happened. So some of the people don't even know they're in it. Dallas, Chicago, Maryland, and Colorado are the main areas, okay? And it's a Ponzi scheme. And let's see, who do I want to see, see if I have the names? I do believe I have the names. Um, okay. Uh, at least, uh, Kevin Merrill, Jay Ledford, and Cameron Jarisky. 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 Those are the three guys that are crooks, and they spent millions on cars and millions on very fancy houses. I mean, millions, and they didn't have the money. They were using, spending your money. You gotta be careful, you know. It, it, and it, they sold this by telling you that they were great, great returns, very little risk. Okay, there's no such thing. No such thing. Sounds too good to be true. It is too good to be true. I'm Steve Pizzo with a simple question for you. Why do you choose to listen to Invest Talk? I can tell you that Justin and I believe it's primarily because you recognize our commitment and unbiased opinions and guidance. And hopefully it's valuable to you. We think it we think that we hope that we you find it valuable. Anyways, we also on Invest Talk to we got uh, 888-99-CHARTER is our number. You can call me anytime you want. On the next Invest Talk, 
A fund manager's survey has revealed increasing optimism about U.S. stocks, and it's related to the outlook for corporate profits. Steve will break down the story Monday. But now, Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is John. I'm calling from Walmart Creek. Can I have a question? Say I find a good blue chip company that's not offered on our exchanges. For example, Nestle. What's the best way to go about investing in a company like this? I, I really like it. I think it's a good company, and I just don't know how to do it without it being listed on the NASDAQ or the NYSE. Uh, I appreciate your advice. Thanks. Bye-bye. You can invest in a foreign company. There's no uh, no issues there. You know, it's Nestle is not traded. It's a European country. It's not trading on exchange here in the United States. It's not an ADR or anything. So what you have to do is whatever broker you're using, discount broker, full brokerage, whatever, you got to pick up the phone, you call them, and, and you're asking for the foreign desk. Most brokerage firms has a foreign desk. Many discount brokers don't, but almost all brokerage, brokerage firms have a foreign desk. And you say, hey, I want to buy Nestle. And they will be happy to buy it on the foreign market. And it will cost you $100, $200 to make the trade. Not no $5 trading. And you, you know, the, for them to hold it, it's going to be a foreign issue held in your stock exchange. So whenever you want to sell it, it's going to be another very high cost. You have, might, so you might want to ask what the cost is before you do it. But you have to talk to the person to make the trade. You have to talk to the foreign desk. And they will go to the foreign market and buy the number of shares you want. That's how that works. Because it's not traded on our exchange. You can't buy it here. You have to go there. And remember, you got to do the whole exchange. you got to change your dollars into euros and then buy the stock with the euros. And therefore, you might lose money in the exchange rate too. Or you might make money in the exchange rate. Depends. So just bear that in mind. That's how you do it. That's how you buy foreign stocks on a foreign exchange. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Now let's talk about buying stocks when you don't have any money. You don't have to be rich to invest. You can start off with as little as $5. Okay, you can buy stocks. It's called micro-investing, and it's a good way, okay, it's a good way to get started. See, most people have trouble getting even started. But you can start with very little money. You open up an account, you put $5 in it. Okay, then next week you put another $5 in it. Okay, and then you slowly build that up so you can buy whatever, you know, a certain amount of an ETF. Got to be careful because usually there's a trading fee of an ETF of $5. But there are... Um, uh, online and app-based uh, platforms where the first umpteen trades are free. So it, you can start. It will take you a long time to build anything, but if you're consistent and you keep putting that $5 a week in there, $10 a week, whatever you can afford, you know, you'll be amazed how much money after 30 years that equals. Just get started. Don't wait. That's what the problem with most people. Remember, the real power of micro-investing is to just get you to get into the market. That's that's the real power of investing really little bits at a time. 
And, you know, give, give you a, some semblance of how much money you can make. If you did $70 a month, 70 most of us who are working can do that. It gives you a 7% return. That's 100 grand in about 34 years. Okay, 100 grand is not going to make or break in retirement, but it's something. You know, many people don't have something. You can do it. Please try it. 888 99Chart, 888 We're just about out of time. The market was, um, I don't have enough time to go into anything in depth, but the market was mixed today. The Dow was up 87, and that's like six days in a row, five, six days in a row up for the Dow. But the NASDAQ was down 41. And a reminder, take a look. You don't have to believe me. Look at a chart in the last month of the Dow versus the chart of the last month for the NASDAQ. And you'll see that the Dow is now much stronger than a NASDAQ. That is not normal. Usually, tech stocks lead the way. Tech stocks have been leading the way all this year and most of last year, and now they're, they all of a sudden they're not. So I'm not saying that that, that that is gonna continue to happen, but it's the first time we've seen it happen in quite some time. That might mean something. I'm Steve Peasley, and that completes another Investop program, driven again by your questions. Thanks for contributing. Please come back Monday. I'll be here. I'm substituting for Justin. And have a good night. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.